Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. In the 2016 American presidential race, Senator Bernie Sanders was the first candidate to float the idea of Medicare for All, a massive expansion of the popular government-funded health program to cover all Americans, not just those 65 years of age and older. While hailed by Sanders' progressive supporters, the proposal failed to gain traction with mainstream Democratic voters and was ridiculed as a wildly expensive and even socialist idea by Republican critics. The crowded field of 2020 Democratic presidential hopefuls has now swelled to 12 official candidates, including Sanders, and Medicare for All is now being embraced by a larger swath of politicians and voters alike. According to recent polls, 56% of Americans, including 23% of Republicans, now support the creation of some kind of national health plan, and Sanders is no longer the only congressperson trying to pass comprehensive Medicare for All legislation. In February of 2019, Representative Pramila Jayapal, a Democrat in Washington state, and progressive colleagues in the U.S. House of Representatives released their own Medicare for All Act of 2019, which goes even farther than Sanders' original 2017 bill. Not only would the Jayapal proposal do away entirely with private health insurance and require absolutely no premiums or copays of any kind, it would significantly extend Medicare to cover comprehensive dental, vision, and long-term care. Jayapal wrote in a statement, Our bill will cover everyone, not just those who are fortunate enough to have employer-sponsored insurance, not just children, not just seniors, not just those who are healthy. It's time to ensure that health care is a right and not a privilege guaranteed to every single person in our country. It is time for Medicare for all. Let's break down what that might entail. First, some history. Medicare was created in 1965 as a safety net health insurance program for older Americans. All Americans over 65 years of age qualify for Medicare health coverage regardless of pre-existing conditions, and Medicare covers a significant portion of the costs of doctor's office visits, treatments, and surgeries, plus prescription medications, although Medicare recipients also pay annual premiums and out-of-pocket costs. Medicare for all proposals like Jayapal's would make three monumental changes to the current Medicare system. First, there would be absolutely no age limit. Every American, from newborns to centenarians, would be covered by the same government-funded health insurance. Second, private health insurance carriers would be barred from offering plans that compete with Medicare for All. Third, patients would pay absolutely nothing, no premiums, deductibles, copays, or coinsurance for all covered health care services, which under the Jayapal bill include just about everything under the sun, including expensive long-term care insurance to cover nursing home stays. All of this potentially spells doom for the $1.2 trillion private health insurance industry. We spoke with one Karen Pollitz, who studies healthcare reform and private health insurance for the Henry J. Kaiser Family Foundation, a nonpartisan nonprofit group that analyzes major healthcare issues facing America and beyond. She jokes that Medicare for All would even put her out of business. Pollitt said, The Medicare for All proposals that have been discussed are very comprehensive, would cover everything you're used to having covered in private health insurance today, plus dental, vision, hearing, long-term care, nursing home care. You would get this red, white, and blue Medicare for All card, show that when you go to the doctor, and you'd get taken care of. Simple. Okay, so that's the basics of what Medicare for All could be. What wouldn't it be? Medicare for All is not socialized medicine, like the United Kingdom's National Health Service. Under that system, the government is not only the sole insurer, but it also runs most of the medical clinics and hospitals. 
That's not the case under any of the proposed Medicare for All plans, which more closely resemble Canada's healthcare system, also called Medicare. Doctors and hospitals would remain private businesses, but all insurance coverage, and therefore all reimbursements paid to doctors and hospitals, would be provided through Medicare. Canada's healthcare system, by the way, doesn't cover vision, dental, prescription drugs, or long-term care. Those are covered by private insurance. Which brings us to an important question. The important question. Who would be paying for all this? Medicare for All is also what's known as a single-payer healthcare system. Technically, the single-payer will be the federal government. But where will the government get its money? New taxes, of course. Not only income taxes, but also payroll taxes, corporate taxes, excise taxes, etc. In 2017, Medicare alone cost American taxpayers $597 billion, or nearly 15% of the entire $4 trillion federal budget. The projected cost of Sanders' 2017 Medicare for All bill, which did not include expensive add-ons like long-term care, is $32 trillion over 10 years. So, although it's important to note that costs could even out over the long term, in the short term, that's about six times what Medicare currently costs us per year. As Pollitt said, quote, that's a lot of money. Right now, the federal government and states together are paying almost half of the nation's health care bill. But if we stop paying premiums and deductibles and co-pays, there would have to be a new way to raise revenue. When Americans learned that the switch to Medicare for All would almost certainly mean higher income taxes, support for the national health care concept drops by 23%. But while the exorbitant cost of Medicare for All is a favorite talking point of its critics, the numbers are deceiving. Americans will certainly pay more in taxes under such a plan, but they will pay absolutely nothing in premiums and other out-of-pocket health care costs. Pollitt said, American households and the government combined are currently spending $3.5 trillion a year on health care, more than any other country on the planet. When you multiply that out by 10 years, it's $35 trillion, greater than the cost of Sanders' Medicare for All proposal by a full $3 trillion. So a switch to a single-payer system could actually save money overall. But money aside, would Medicare for All mean worse health care? There's no doubt that a massive overhaul of the U.S. healthcare system like Medicare for All would be hugely disruptive. Most private insurers would go out of business. Pharmaceutical companies would lose profits as drug prices were capped. And since Medicare typically reimburses doctors and hospitals at lower rates than private insurers, there would be wins and losses for private medical practices. That said, there's no indication that switching to a Medicare for All system would result in fewer covered treatments. Jayapal's proposal promises the opposite. And neither should the new insurance concept result in long waits for life-saving procedures and medications. Pollitt said, We don't currently have that in Medicare. You don't see senior citizens queuing up for doctor's appointments and prescriptions. It's all quick and easy. The key question is what will those payment rates be for doctors and hospitals? The Jayapal bill doesn't really say. That's still a key question to be addressed and debated. Currently, a growing number of doctors don't accept Medicare patients because of the low reimbursement rates and large amount of paperwork required for reimbursement. The Medicare for All Act of 2019 does allow doctors and patients to opt out of the single-payer system and simply pay in cash for medical services. And Jayapal's plan is only one type of universal health coverage being proposed in Congress. Other versions include keeping the current system but adding a public option based on Medicare, as well as allowing older people not yet eligible for Medicare to buy into the system. 
All of that is a primer for now. We will keep you updated as developments occur. Today's episode was written by Dave Ruse and produced by Tyler Klang for iHeartMedia and HowStuffWorks. For more on this and lots of other expansive topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. Hold up. 